Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here on this Tuesday. Phone calls, always welcome. Best and worst of the weekend. Stat of the day brings you, are brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Also, stream the origin of LeBron James, the superhero. The new Peacock original movie tells the story of young LeBron and his best friends as they compete to become the number one high school team in America. Shooting Stars premieres June 2nd exclusively on Peacock. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that forthcoming. Mike Florio will join us here in a moment. The possibility that Tom Brady is in the on-deck circle, ready to come in and rescue the Las Vegas Raiders from themselves and Jimmy Garoppolo. Also, DeAndre Hopkins has been released. Cardinals are tanking and doing a good job of it. And where is DeAndre Hopkins going to end up? 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. We say good morning if you're chatting on Chat Row. Those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, download the app and our radio affiliates around the country. It wasn't pretty, but it was over quickly. There was no Game 6 drama in Game 7 last night as the Miami Heat push aside the Boston Celtics and they head to Denver for the finals. Golden Knights, they rolled the stars. They're going to the Stanley Cup final versus the Panthers. No NBA, no NHL tonight. Reggie Miller will join us tomorrow. He's traveling today. 76ers hired Nick Nurse, and that seems like a pretty good hire. Felt like Nick Nurse had his choice. I don't know this officially, and I've tried to see if Woj or Shams has reported on anything. Did Nick Nurse have his choice of the Suns, the Bucks, and the 76ers. And if he did, it would be interesting that he chose the 76ers. And did he choose it because of Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey? What's James Harden going to do? Also, Phoenix still open, Milwaukee still open, and these are great jobs because you get to work with talented players. Now, Phoenix, you're going to be limited because they traded resources and... How much can you stockpile that roster there? Chris Paul's situation. Kevin Durant is, what, 34. Devin Booker has never been better. And then you have Milwaukee. That's still a great lineup there, and you got the Greek freak. These jobs don't normally come open. And if you have a job like this, it's one of those jobs that may come open. And this was surprising here in the offseason. But Nick Nurse leaving Toronto and going to the Philadelphia 76ers. 
All right, uh, Seton, poll question, results from the first hour, and what we're going to go with an hour or two. Dan, hour one, we put up uh, the thought of breaking up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is legitimate or ludicrous. Right now, 72% of the audience are saying legitimate. Yeah. I don't know if you can. It's still young. Yeah. I mean, was Jalen Brown 25, 26? Now, because he was second team all NBA, now he gets the Supermax. And that has nothing to do with Max Kellerman. He is uh, getting five years... $295 $295 million, I think, is what it is. So he's eligible for the Supermax. Ouch. Are they being, that pair being criticized too heavily for this series? Um, well, I, I just don't think they work together. Mm. I mean, they're good together, but they don't complement each other. I think that's the key is I'm looking at my two stars. And it feels like Jason Tatum's the star. Jalen Brown needs to compliment Jason Tatum. And I, it doesn't feel like he does. Um, you look at Jamal Murray and Joker. They complement each other. I, th- I think when you have, you know, Shaq and Kobe complemented each other, sort of. They were different. But, you know, they worked there for a while in dominating performance. Uh, felt like Pippen and Jordan you know, they sort of compliment each other, although Scotty's not complimenting Mike ah. now. <laughs> ah. uh, we'll talk about that coming up a little bit. That Scotty, Scotty just won't let it go. He won't let it go. Called Michael horrible basketball player when he first started, and then he needed Scotty to win championships, which technically is true, but to call Michael horrible when he played for the Bulls. Um, it's a little strong. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it's a little it's, strong. Yeah. But in fairness to Scotty, fairness to Scotty, it's always Jordan's Bulls. It's Shaq and Kobe's Lakers. Even the big three in Boston, or the other big three with Bird, you know, McHale and Parrish, the bad boy Pistons. Scotty gets left out. You know, when you think about Ginobili and Parker got included more with Duncan and Robinson than uh, what you have here with Scotty. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I wanted to chat with Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, NBC Football Night in America. Anytime Tom Brady's name comes up, it's a reason to have Florio on. I thought, okay, maybe Tom, he's going to be a minority owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. And then Jimmy Garoppolo had off-season surgery. And now feels like maybe Tom's in the on-deck circle playing for the Raiders. Mike, who is owed a pie to the face because he did say that Tom Brady was going to go to the 49ers, we're never going to let it go, Mike, until you do it. I need to do it. Yeah. I need to do it. I need to figure out how best to do it, where to get the pie. Oh, how, it's, it's, you know. Your wife can do it, Mike. I think we agreed to lemon meringue because it's particularly <laughs> acidic yes. and it will irritate the it'll eyes. It'll burn your face. Yes, yeah. it'll burn right. your face. All right, help right. us understand exactly what's going on with the Raiders. Well, last week it was reported originally by The Athletic that Jimmy Garoppolo had surgery on his foot. And, you know, things move pretty fast. Days become weeks, become months. I'm thinking, wait a minute, he had that foot injury in December. Did he not have surgery then? You go back and look, well, he didn't have surgery then. Well, wait a minute, why, why didn't he have surgery then? But he's having surgery in March. And he had the surgery after he signed with the Raiders. And then I remembered, well, there was a weird delay in his press conference. Had everybody yeah. in the building. They sent everybody home. And the next day he acts like no big deal, nothing to see here. That should be the NFL's new slogan, by the way, nothing to see here. Because we hear that all the time. I got the contract on Saturday night. And I read the contract. And I was stunned. Lengthy Addendum G for Garoppolo, injury waiver that deals with the foot. They took away his signing bonus over it. He was due to make $11.25 million the moment he signed under the contract they negotiated before they did the physical. Did the physical, he failed the physical, had to go get surgery. And the way the contract's written, if this surgery doesn't work, they never pay him a penny. And their fallback is Brian Hoyer and rookie Aiden O'Connell. It's just a weird situation, Dan, and I wonder how it was all kept secret and why it was all kept secret. It makes no one look good. At all. It makes Garoppolo look like maybe he was hiding something. It makes the Raiders look negligent to not have an alternative plan. And that's what brings Brady right to the front burner because he's becoming a partial owner of the very team that could be 
without a proven quarterback when week one rolls around. Okay, can he play? How would Brady be eligible to play? And I've seen this from multiple different reports, most recently documented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal. For him to become a player, if he's an owner, there has to be a unanimous vote of all owners. And that seems a little harsh to me. And I find, you know, isn't it in these guys' interest to have Brady on the field? The guy makes money for everyone. But I had someone explain it to me over the weekend. Here's the problem. You have a guy who's in the building. You have a guy who has access to practice, to meetings, to the playbooks, to the game plans. It's like having an extra guy on the roster. There's something that isn't fair about it from a competitive standpoint. You have this guy as your emergency option, and he's already up to speed on everything. It's just a matter of putting him in a helmet and a uniform and putting him on the field. So if it's going to take a 32 nothing vote, Dan, my guess is there are going to be teams that say no, 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 especially – in the AFC West, because the Broncos tried to do this, who compete, obviously, with the Raiders. They tried to do it when they had that game during the pandemic where they had none of their quarterbacks available, and they'd go with the receiver Kendall Hinton. They had a couple of assistant coaches they wanted to put on the roster, and the league said, no, can't do it. Same idea. It's like having extra guys on your team because they know what's going on. So if he goes through with this, the deal's done with Mark Davis, just needs to be approved, unless he walks it back. He's not going to be able, I believe, to play for the Raiders and be a minority owner of the Raiders. Okay, so he could not become the minority owner, a minority owner, but he could just postpone that. And yeah, he- I mean, why not? And that's the thing. This is the ultimate pooper get off the pot moment for Brady. I mean, if you're thinking about playing, pull the plug on this ownership or delay it by a year. It's an easy fix. And, Dan, my understanding is, is simple. And this is a question I asked somebody who's in a position to to know what Brady's up to after he had that – Appearance in Miami several weeks back, and he was asked, is there any chance you're going to be the quarterback of our local team? And instead of saying, well, your local team has a quarterback, or no, I'm retired, he said just enough, just enough to stoke interest. (laughs) My understanding is he's done, but he loves being the center of attention. He loves being talked about. He (laughs) loves it when his name comes up. And I, I find that refreshing. It's good to know that there's like an actual human in there somewhere that is driven by the same petty crap the rest of us are. So that's good. But so, uh, you know, so I think he loves it. But at the end of the day, he's not going to play. Arizona Cardinals, are they on the clock for uh, next year's draft? Well, Dan, they haven't actually, and this is potentially intriguing today. He hasn't, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't officially been released yet. There's still a chance, very slim, very slim. But we've seen it before where a team says, hey, we're releasing so-and-so. And then... At the very last minute, there's a trade that's done. I don't think that's going to happen. But the key piece of evidence for me is that the Cardinals could, if they wanted to, wait until Friday to cut DeAndre Hopkins. If they wait until Friday, they split the $22.6 million cap charge over two years. They basically create $11.3 million in cap space this year. They're not doing that. They don't want to do that. They don't want to have that money on the books. They don't even want to be in a position where if somebody drops out of the sky, and we see veterans get cut all the time, somebody we didn't expect, we could get that guy and make our team better. Well, now they can say, sorry, we don't have the cap space to do it because they've deliberately pushed it to next year. They're pushing it to next year. They don't care about this year. It's not a surprise, but it's a tangible piece of evidence as to what we already think the Cardinals are, a team that isn't going to try to compete, a team that maybe will position itself to have the number one overall pick in the draft and the Houston Texans first round pick wherever they land. And it feels like they're in, whether you call it rebuilding, remodeling, or flat out tanking, the Cardinals don't care about this season. All right. Uh, one of the Danettes has a double or nothing pie bet for you, Mike. Okay. Oh, God. Yes, Paul. Yeah, I had the initial bet with Florio that got him the pie with the 49ers. So, Florio, Mike, I'm going to try to get you out of this because I know you're protecting the hair, which I respect. Double or nothing, <laughs> you have to tell me who the starting quarterback week one first snap is for both the Raiders and the 49ers. If you get both right, you're out. Wow. Wow. But but if I'm wrong, I get two pies. Two pies. Do you want to roll the dice on that, Mike? Well, what the hell? Since I've avoided one pie, I can avoid two. Respect. So let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Even though I'm intrigued and fascinated by the story, I do think it will be Jimmy Garoppolo for the Raiders week one. I think they'll get him ready to go week one. 
And I believe the week one quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, I'm not going to go chalk here. I'm going to make it interesting. I'm going to go ahead and accept the pie. I will say, just for the interest of entertainment, that the week one starting quarterback for the 49ers will be Sam Darnold. Oh. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. No, two Talk. pies coming. Yes. Or not. Yeah. Pro Football Talk Live co-host. Thank you, Mike. See you guys. Have a good day. I saw there was a story where somebody in San Francisco said that Rich Eisen had inside information or a source with the Niners because Rich had the audacity to say he could see Brock Purdy as the starter and the Niners would then trade away Trey Lance. And I went, okay, where's the insider information there? That, that, that can't. If Brock Purdy is healthy, ready to play, Sam Darnold is going to be my backup quarterback, I would think. Maybe you could recoup what you gave up to get Trey Lance. Uh, seems logical to me. If you have an insider with the Niners, then the insider is going to give you the time frame for Brock Purdy, or the insider is going to say Sam Darnold is going to be our backup quarterback, but might don't rule out him being the starting quarterback. That, to me, would be, hey, you got a source there. I think Rich just said what was obvious here. If I've got Brock Purdy, i got a young quarterback, i got Sam Darnold, I don't need Trey Lance. Didn't seem like it was a big stretch there. Yeah, Paul. But for the Niners to get rid of Trey Lance, they need him to get in the game and play well. A la Garoppolo, when Brady was suspended, he, did he what, didn't he have two really nice games? Yeah, two or three. Then he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's what they need. They need Trey Lance to, for whatever reason, get in the game and play well. Mm. And then there'll be a market for him. Mm. They have to keep him. Mm. Oh, you do? I have no insight. Le- oh, whatever less than no okay. insight is, I have less. Yeah, but you might be accused of having insight if you say there's no way you get rid of Trey Lance. The Niners have all their quarterbacks are under contract, and they're not paying any of them any big money. They're in a weird position. Let's take a break. We'll check in with the Celtics, the White Mamba, Brian Scalabrini. That's coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. We had extra uh, extra buns, Kings Hawaiian. And uh, we had slider Sunday on Friday, and then they sent some extra buns, and uh, the Danettes took them home. Seton, you had uh, slider Sunday. Was it Sunday when you had the slider? Dude, crushed. Yeah. yeah, we did pulled pork sliders, uh, King's Hawaiian buns. Threw some ribs on there, too. You know, those pretzel slider buns are good. You don't even have to have anything on them. 100%. You can just eat those. Yep. They have so many great dishes. You can uh, get the recipe, uh, recipe inspiration at uh, kingshawaiian.com. The Monster Dunk Sliders. Uh, that's got ribeye, some fried onions, some horseradish on there, and some au jus for dipping. Oh, they make great buns. The Salty Pretzel Slider Buns, pre-sliced slider buns, and the originals, the OGs, the original Hawaiian sweet rolls. You can start your weekend with a slider Sunday, thanks to King's Hawaiian. Go to your local store, pick up the sweet, fluffy, irresistible King's Hawaiian rolls, and enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. Racing on the streets of Detroit returns to the IndyCar circuit. The world's fastest drivers roll into the Motor City Sunday at 3 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. We'll get to uh, phone calls coming up. By the way, do you know what the fastest or the average speed was of the 1911, the first Indy 500? This was the average speed of the winner. Paulie? 1911? 1911. 72 miles an hour. Marvin? 65 miles an hour. Todd? 74.2. Seton? Mm, 83. 74.6 miles per hour. Look at that. Four tenths of a point. Yeah. The average speed for the uh, Indianapolis 500 winner. All right. Uh, oh, I got another one for you before I get to Brian Scalabrini. 74. Actually, how no. fast that must have been then? Oh, do you think that they were going, oh, my God, hold on for dear life. This we're, is crazy. He's going 74 miles an hour. Yeah, Paul. And they had, like, protective goggles and gloves on <laughs> yeah. and a scarf to protect them. The most points scored in Game 7 of a conference or NBA Finals by an undrafted player. The most scored in NBA history, for a player who was not drafted, if you said Caleb Martin, 28 points, you would be correct. 26 points last night. I don't know whose record he broke. Maybe we could find that out. Most points scored in a game seven by an undrafted player. Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, Celtics analyst, NBC Sports Boston, and was on that championship team in 2008. If I would have told you after game three you were getting to game seven, you would have said what? Dan, I believe you because this team is so up and down, the Celtic basketball team. Now, uh, it something happened this season where I got to the point where I just stopped guessing, and I just say, well, they're going to have to show me what they're going to do today because I just ran out of the patience of trying to say, like, all right, well, they figured it out. Now they can build upon that. I really believe like this, this, the highs and lows of this team is unlike anything I've ever seen before. All right. When did you know you were in trouble last night? Um, probably after Derek White made that run in the third. And I think Miami, speaking of Caleb Martin, he made t- two really timely shots. And I'm saying, we're not going to win this game. I, I maybe got a glimmer of hope at the start of the fourth quarter when they ran a great play out of the, out of the quarter and Tatum got a wide open layup and missed. And then they came down and hit a three. At that point, I, I knew we were in trouble. What's the biggest question heading into the offseason? Probably Jalen Brown. And, um, you know, will, will they offer him a super max contract? Will he's, will, I'm sure he'll sign it if they offer it to him. You know, last night, um, Tim Bontemps asked him, a great question about Jalen Brown's future. And Jalen, you know, that's where you give like the standard answer. I'm not really thinking about it right now. Um, I don't, I don't know what the future holds or I love this team. We've been so accomplished. He didn't give an answer that you would think. And he didn't say no. He said, I'm, it's like, I'm trying to process all this, but I just, I wonder what's going to go on. There's been all these talks about in the past about those two guys. Then they're good. 
Then when things are going bad, they're not good. When things are going good, they're good. So I wonder where all that lies, it, you know, this, uh, and I think it'll come right around July. But they don't complement each other. Normally when you have two all-stars there, you know, James Harden can complement Joel Embiid or Clay compliments Steph. Uh, it feels like a Joker and Jamal Murray. These two players are very similar. Would you yeah, keep Jalen Brown? Well, Dan, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, but also, I mean, they've been to four conference finals in seven years. Would you they've keep the... Jalen Brown? Yeah, I mean, I would, but I'm not the one paying the bill. You know, they they went way well, over. Let's the take ta- money out of it right now. I know. Oh it's, yeah, I know it's no, oh yeah, that's easy then. No, that's easy. Okay. If it's not a if it's not a money thing, it's a it's a no brainer. Okay. But you know, like Celtics are in the tax. They were in the tax last year. If they sign in, they're going to be deep into the tax. Like the Warriors are paying like eight dollars for every dollar they spend because they've been in the tax for eight straight years. Like yeah. that's a problem in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, but do you agree that they don't complement each other? They basically are similar types of players. But the but the league now, Dan, is a defensive versatility league and an offensive versatility. It's a wing driven league. Now you might be right. Like LeBron and A D, there's a there's a big and a wing. You know, Jokic and um and and Murray, Butler and, and Adebayo, you're right about that. But I think anybody in the NBA would take two versatile wings that could defend and rebound and they can handle and run pick and roll. So in this day and age I wish they played better together, but I'm not saying like it's a it's they've had a lot of success and they can ha- continue to have success. But they don't they don't handle the ball well, Brian. Only when their spacing as a team is bad. And I think Dan, instead of looking at it like they don't handle the ball well, I think they try to do too much at times. Tatum had the bad ankle. Jalen Brown thought I have to do more and. Sometimes against Miami, you don't want to try to do more. You want to try to do less. You want to you want to take one dribble and move it and eventually wear them out. And they did it for three games to get back in the series. But this particular style of play always comes back to bite them when they're not making shots. Talking to Brian Scalabrini, the Boston Celtics analyst. Uh, Joe Mazzulla's job safe? I would say he's... I'll give you a 65, 70% safe. I think there's a lot of things with the fact that he got thrusted into this. Like I, I heard there might be a lot of guys leaving to go with Ime Udoka, who hasn't hired really that many assistant coaches down in Houston. Mm. So, so some, they, they might get a new staff. They might have some guys that some former players and then some former head coaches. I think to be honest with you, Dan, to give them a fair shot, you've got to build a staff that. That ha- and I, I think these guys were great, but they lost David Stoudemire halfway through the season. Will Hardy they lost from last year. Ime Doka they lost from last year. Um, David Stoudemire they lost this year. I just think you got to put a, a, a great veteran staff around a first year coach. Yeah, I agree. You got to have that guy who has the experience. And you know, I thought what Spolster did. I, I don't. You know, when we get into out coached, I think that there are times where he was far more tactical. Spolster is very underrated still, which is kind of amazing. I think he's a Hall of Fame head coach. But yeah. but it felt like he was making the right moves for a team that shouldn't have won this Eastern Conference Finals. No, no. I mean, you can make an argument, Dan, that they shouldn't even have been here. But, you know, I think he coaches the guys hard. Now, this is the thing that's really interesting about Spolster. All we hear nowadays, players league, players league, players league, players dictate this, players dictate that. You can't coach them too hard. Like, that's not what you want to do with your superstar player, except for Eric Spolstra because he has backing from Pat Riley. So I give him all the credit in the world because I think he's a brilliant coach. And I also give him all the credit in the world because I grew up where coaches yelled at us all the time. Like, that's just the generation that I played in. So I think that he has a huge advantage knowing that he could get into guys, and they might bark back, but he barks back, and it's never, oh, my God, he lost the locker room. No one ever says Eric Spolstra lost the locker room or he pushes them too hard, but Eric Spolstra will also say, well, we do ain't for everybody, and it, it, it just works for this particular group. If I said you could have Jimmy Butler or Jason Tatum? I'm taking Tatum, yeah. I love Jimmy Butler, though. I do love Jimmy, but I love his how, – how much he's a gamer, but – you go with a guy that has the talent. What was it like right before tip-off? Oh, my gosh. 
I've been in that building a lot. There is never, I think the fact that they came back from down, uh, 03 made the biggest difference. The crowd was loaded. They were ready. It, Paul Pierce was getting them hyped up. They, they respond to the old guy, the old Celtics more than any place I've been in other places. You know, you go to other, these other places, they show the, the guy, he waves and everyone, you know, gives a little bit of a cheer, man. The crowd was amazing. And, but you know what? It was amazing in game five against Philly. They had a dud. It was amazing in game five against Atlanta. It was a dud. Yeah. It was amazing last year against, uh, the Golden State Warriors in game six. It was a dud. A lot of times this group, for whatever reason, and I don't, I'm not going to get into the generational thing or the personality thing, but when the crowd is unbelievable, a lot of times this group has swung and missed. I don't understand this logic. You're of the new age. You're shooting threes, and you're getting down by double digits, so you continue to shoot threes, and you have no chance of coming back. Is there any logic to getting a two or going to the hoop, maybe getting a foul on somebody? Help me understand a team that goes nine for 42, and that's that's your offensive game plan. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't, I've, I've had conversations with Joe Mazzula about it. And by the way, he's not, he's not that, the way that he's abrasive with the media, he's not that way and just outside of that. But I've had conversations about it. And I, and I really believe like when the Celtics drive into the teeth of the defense and get threes, they're different threes. But, you know, a lot of times they settle for that one pass shot. They want to, they want to take the first shot. That's what they say. If it's shots open, we want to take it. So okay. you can't. I think, I think basketball is more art than science. I think it's more like there's a, you know, if, if, if me and you were playing together, Dan, and I threw it to you and you threw it back to me and I drove and I kicked it to you, I, I feel like you have a better chance of making that shot because you've got involved into the game. But, you know, that's not their philosophy. That's the way they want to play. They think that the threes will eventually all balance out. But in the playoffs, you can get down 0-3, you can come back and then you can lose a game seven you know, by, you know, double digits and never come back from it because relying on that three. Well, that's why the Nuggets stand out. The Nuggets will make an extra pass. Yes, they will. If you watch them play, they're going to always make one more pass. And not many teams do that. So you're they saying do. that, yes. And I think, well, here they are in the NBA Finals. Yeah. You need yeah. to do that because you might have a good shot when I can get a great shot by somebody. And if Correct. you're trusting your team and everybody gets involved, that's why Butler usually gets everybody involved and then he takes over later in the game. Joker gets everybody involved and then he takes over usually later in the game. And I think that's that's the uh, tribute to great a great team player understanding you get going, I'll get going, and then we'll win this thing. No, Dad, no question about it. Even last year, the, the Golden State Warriors passed the ball so much more last year than they did this year. Like this year, we saw Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson dribbling around looking for their own shot. Like I don't understand it, it, why the NBA doesn't adapt more towards ball movement. Ball movement is the key. The defenses are so sophisticated. Guys are so good. They know tendencies. One thing you can't guard against is, is, that, is that ball movement. And not just passing the ball around the perimeter. Getting to the teeth of the defense, drawing uh, people kicking it out, and then what you said, extra pass. Who doesn't love playing basketball like that? So I think the teams that pass the best in the playoffs are the teams that are in the finals. And I thought last year, the teams that played the best ball movement, uh, I would think Miami. Miami last year was better at moving the ball than the Celtics were last year, but the Celtics' defense was better. But typically the ball, the team that moves the basketball the most – is a team that's going to end up going to the finals and have a tremendous amount of success. Did you ever go as Larry Bird for Halloween? <laughs> no. Nah. I, I went as a, a Kurt Rambis one time. That was good. Okay. All right. <laughs> All you need is the glasses and the Lakers jersey. Yeah, and he taped them. He had that tape. I had to tape them. <laughs> I don't know if that if he broke them, why he had tape there, but I taped them, so I, I did that. I had a wig and everything. It was a great look. Hey, good to talk to you. Uh, enjoy the offseason. Thanks for joining us. You got to dance here. That's Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, Celtics analyst, NBC Sports Boston. Actually, I used to own a pair of those Kurt Rambis glasses, and it looked like tape, but it was actually rubber. 
so it gave you a cushion oh, on the bridge of your nose. It stuck better when you're sweating. Yeah, but it was a cushion in case you know you got hit. And uh, I I had a pair of those Kurt Rambis glasses. Better shooter than Rambis, not as tough as Rambis, of course. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? Hey, what up, though? One time for chat row. Yeah, you just come across those guys with those Kurt Rambis glasses. You were in for a defensive battle, dude, for real on the court, man. Hey, um, best and worst of the weekend. My worst, I'm going to start off with Jason Tatum rolling his ankle. Kind of feel like we got cheated. I wish it wouldn't have happened, man. But, hey, it happens. It happens. Uh, and also, Brown's eight turnovers. The guy just kept giving the ball up. Uh, my best is going to be Miami playing as a squad. They really came out and they put, did what they were supposed to do. I mean, coming from number eight, doing showing the uh, resiliency that they had, was something else. And I have two questions for you. Well, you kind of answered one of them with, uh, with your uh, Scalabrini interview. Um, does Joe Mazzula keep his job? And I, I'm trying to wonder because he didn't make the adjustments that he should have made at the end of the game. And like you said, they shot themselves out the game more so into it. And out of this entire season, out of the playoff season, this has been kind of odd, man. It's been really weird. What would you? What would be your takeaway from it? Because you know Giannis wasn't in there. You know the teams that we thought were going to be in aren't there. Yeah, I, I think you had injuries, but there was uh, no consistency. I think Denver was consistent from start to finish. All the other teams, you weren't quite sure. I mean, go back to Golden State. Just start before the season started. What happened? You know, with the punch from Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, they were never the same. Steve Kerr finally admitted that. Uh, the Lakers, you weren't quite sure. Were they going to even get into the play-in game? Sacramento, okay. But what happens when they get in the big spotlight there? So just start with those teams. Memphis with John Morant. These are teams that were supposed to compete. Phoenix makes the trade for Kevin Durant. Didn't work out. They fire their head coach. Uh, in the East, Miami, they uh, underachieved. So they became an eighth seed, and they probably – you know, shouldn't even have been in after the play-in games. But they got in. And that's, as as a coach or a player, just get in. And, you know, they, they were able to take advantage. Milwaukee didn't have Giannis for a couple of games there. But, you know, you're beating teams that should you have been beating. And it's weird. It, it, we always think, well, you got more talent. But talent doesn't always win. It's, do you understand how to use that talent when you're using that talent? Uh, what happens when their talent is better than yours? Making adjustments there. But I, I think the NBA was very up and down this year, trying to figure out who was. I said all year long with Boston, I don't know how good they are. And I don't know how bad they are. But they can be both in the same game. Yeah, see, They just seem to do everything with a shrug, the Celtics. Meaning? They're like, uh, like, hey, what happened tonight? You guys lost Game Seven at home. I'm like, yeah, they just oh, played better than us. Yeah, it's like, I, there's got to be a little more to it than just like, oh, yeah. I mean, they just they won. We didn't. Well, you need to have somebody on Boston adopt Jimmy Butler's attitude of we'll win. Not, hey, if the shots fall or they didn't fall. Yeah, I mean, they, they were, we just didn't make shots, and they did. Yeah, Paul. Right. You can have a casual attitude when you've already won. The Golden State Warriors and Steve Kerr when they lose the game, like, yeah, that's fine. We're going to win the next one. It'll be yeah. fine. But they've, they've got a bunch of titles. You can't be casual when you've done nothing yet. Yeah, Marv. But if they, have, if they adapt the Jimmy Butler attitude in that sense, they got to adapt every single – they need somebody very Jimmy-esque where things aren't going well. What the bleep are you guys doing? You could see there's a Twitter video of Jimmy Butler kind of cursing Max Strauss, Duncan Robinson. He's cussing those guys out, but they, and they're not taking it personal. Like, I need right. to step my game up. And I think other teams that Jimmy Butler's been on, they're like, whoa, whoa why are you speaking yeah, to me that's that way? True. That's yeah. not very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're being mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's not nice. But, sorry, but sorry, Kat. Jimmy Butler got his team. He didn't have his team in Minnesota. He didn't have it in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm not sure what happened in Chicago, but now he has his team. And I think they're smart enough to understand Spolstra and Pat Riley, how do we get players who Jimmy Butler is going to make better? And when you think of a basketball organization, is there any other organization that makes their players better? And you have 
so you have consistency with Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra that these players know that coach is going to be there because, you know, the president of the organization is going to keep him there. You have to find your way to become a Miami Heat player. I know we get caught up in culture and, you know, it's the Patriot way, but something to be said about those organizations, something's working, right? Players interchangeable, but the philosophy of what you do and how you do it and who's doing it haven't changed. We'll take a break. More phone calls. We'll give you our best and worst right after this. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards and memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one NFTs from every base pack. We love talking about Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We invite you to check out their brand-new NFT platform. It's located at nft.paniniamerica.net. You'll find one-of-a-kind digital cards. Also, available in packs or Panini's public auctions on the site, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, and these are the official products of the NFT. NBA, the NFL, UFC, FIFA World Cup, and collegiate sports. And you as a collector can share your cards in the public gallery, complete challenges, earning exclusive award cards, and more. And check out the newly released NFL and NBA Prism Packs. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one NFTs from every pack. NFT.PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words listen to unbreakable with jay glazer on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts professional welder shana ford used vr training developed by forge fx to hone her skills as a welder the more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We were just talking about spring training playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball. And I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paula used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium and I slung Miller Lite. So I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay. But just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer can? Oh, I'd crack of the beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. 
Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Didn't Jim Morrison play a show where he had his back to the audience the entire time? I think when he first started, he didn't turn around. Because <laughs> he was shy. Right. Oh, Jim Morrison was shy? Yeah, and then he became Jim, Jim Morrison. Morrison, the Lizard King. Yeah. <laughs> didn't I, that, didn't, there's a singer named Sia. Yeah. Is that her name? I, I don't know her music. She has the, uh, the bull haircut. She, has, she wears a hair over her face. Yeah. I think she was a writer for, and then she became a singer. I think she yeah. sometimes does concerts with her back to the crowd. She's written a lot of hits. That's Chandelier song, right? Yeah, she, yeah I think yeah. she's a uh, prolific yeah, songwriter. Yeah, she's the thing. Yeah. Yes, Paul. Yeah, I got. I got to tell you, I'm I'm kind of bummed that I did not go see Taylor Swift with my kids. I've been thinking about it. You know, yeah. uh, I'm, from the experience of it, I'm not. A Aaron Rodgers just went to see Taylor Swift. Another reason to go. Yeah, but I think it would have been a great experience. You know, she schedules all her concerts, Taylor Swift's, on Friday, almost all of them on Friday and Saturday nights to make sure she could get the youngest kids there. Yeah. That they don't have school the next day. Yeah, I, that's you know, genius. I'd love to go see Tate. She just had a social media post thanking like the New York, New Jersey area for whatever run of shows she just had mm-hmm. there. So I guess there's three shows maybe. Mm-hmm. She had over two hundred thousand people go just in that one weekend. Yeah. That it feels like just seeing all of the posts and stuff like that. Like this, I get what Paul's saying. Kind of missing out. Of this was probably a hell of an experience and a tour that people probably should go see. And they were all stadium. Uh, yeah, they're all massive yeah. stadiums. Yes, yeah. Tom. And there's large amounts of people that get all dressed up just to wait outside the stadium. They don't even have tickets. They're, they're like blocks away just enjoying it, whatever they can hear that's Taylor coming, emanating from the they, stadium. Taylor gating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Marvin, I'm going to start with you. Best and worst. Best of the weekend, the atmosphere last night in Boston, plus meeting Reggie Miller. I was like, hey, Reggie, I'm Marvin. I'm, I replaced McLovin. Hey, brother, what's going on? <laughs> he greeted me like James of Virginia. So that, that was cool. Okay. And then uh, worst of the weekend, no Red Sox last night. Nobody from the 2004 no, no, Red Sox. Uh, no, Millar was there. No, I didn't see him. I think I think Kevin Millar was there. Did you get a celebrity list because you were working for TNT? I did, but I didn't see him in okay. person. Yeah, I think Kevin Millar was there representing the 04 so Red Sox. It was weird because they usually have people up on the Jumbotron yeah. and, you know, to get a big ovation. Yeah. And I didn't see it. I didn't, at least. Paulie, best and worst. I'm going to go uh, double best. Uh, Yosef Newgarden won the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. A couple of red flags during the race. Uh, I know, think Tire Rack is one of the sponsors for him. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. This guy's interesting. Yosef Nikolai Newgarden. He's from America. I just assumed this guy was uh, Dutch. He screams Dutch, Josef Newgarden. He's from Nashville, Tennessee. Of course he is. We got. He's our. I'm telling you, Marv. He'd be the seventh pick of the NBA draft with a name like Josef Newgarden. He, we got him. He's our guy. He's uh, like Nicholas Skidishvili. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. And then I'm going to go. Uh, I watched a lot of lacrosse this weekend. Notre Dame versus Duke. And Notre Dame got their first ever national uh, NCAA lacrosse title. Mm. Good match. Todd, best and worst. Best of the weekend, I went baseball. If you like a lot of run production, Major League Baseball had three scores of 11 and four of 10 Sunday. Rays 11-10 over the Dodgers. Rockies 11-10 over the Mets. Braves 11-4 over the Phillies. Yankees 10-7 over the Padres. Astros beat the A's 10-1. That all happened on Sunday. Worst of the weekend, even though they won game seven in Boston, Saturday night in Miami, Heat not boxing out in the final moments after Marcus Smart's missed shot. Derek White comes flying in, which forced a game seven. That should never have happened. Nobody boxes out anymore. I remember that you had to box out. When you were in high school, coach would always say, find a man. As soon as shot goes up, nobody boxes out. And it's so simple. It's you know, guys are just lazy. Like, ah, I'm not going to box out. But if you would have put a body on him, then he doesn't get there. I mean, it. in hindsight, I mean, that, that that's what you have to guard against is if they put the shot up, be beware of the putback. And, you know, give him credit, though. Came out of nowhere and put it back in. They did. They were friendly by giving them probably a, an extra second on that. But they took advantage of it. It was a great play by him. Yes, Eaton. Best and worst. 
my best of the weekend, and we've said it, but it's worth saying again because it's just so damn funny, the Heat getting the Bob Cousy. Uh, <laughs> and Jimmy Butler winning the Larry Bird Conference MVP on the Celtics home court after all of this hype about the Game 7 comeback is just so damn funny uh, and unfortunate for, for Celtics fans. Yeah, Very thoughtful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm not going to do a worst of the weekend. I'm going to do a dumbest of the weekend. Ooh. The reaction to the Heat booking their travel after Game 7, but before, you know, for their post Game 7 travel, but doing it before they actually played the game, I think it's just called logistics. I'm pretty sure that, like, people have to plan their travel, and they, I would guess maybe the Celtics had already also put some things together. I would imagine. That I, people were just going bonkers over that, and it's like, what? What do, what do you expect them to do? Like, oh, we won this morning. We better book travel. Well, remember, Jimmy Butler said, you know, what's the mindset? It's that we can and we will win. Remember, that was a big headline. Does yeah. anybody give him credit for guaranteeing the win? No, but in the moment, you're like, I can't believe what Jimmy Butler's saying. Yeah. Right? They booked their they, – they had plans to go to Denver. I don't know if that meant uh, – they're overconfident. You can't just go, uh, anybody make hotel reservations? No, I thought you did. No, no, you were supposed to. We got a plane? I don't know. We can get one. Final hour coming up. We'll hear Scotty Pippen's comments about Michael Jordan. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Embrace a new year with a new style of whiskey, Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey. Crafted by a legendary Irish distiller, a unique blend of smooth Irish whiskey, bold American whiskey that has garnered over 130 awards in just two short years. Whether crafting St. Patty's Day cocktails or finding the perfect gift for the occasions like Mother's Day, Keeper's Heart, perfect choice. Personalize a label for free on their website. Use the code DAN24 for $10 off your order at keepersheartwhiskey.com.